Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, hey, my first guest today is Philip Arthurs. He's an investor, entrepreneur, CPA, and evangelist for acquisition entrepreneurship. He's spreading the word about why buying an existing business is the best way to become an entrepreneur and how it's more affordable than many people think. And as the host of the Business Miner podcast, Philip delivers gold nuggets to aspiring entrepreneurs, and he's excited to share with us today helpful tips for finding, analyzing, and closing on business deals. He's helping people become the entrepreneur everyone admires and respects. Welcome to the show. Philip, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you for having me on the show today. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's an interesting topic. I think a lot of people want to hear about it. If you would, uh, start off by uh, tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you became uh, the business miner. Sure. I'll be glad to do that. So, um, I'm a CPA. Uh, and I have a master's of accountancy, and, and I've served in both public and, and private practices. And uh, so I've, I worked for two of the top CPA firms in the country uh, with, in all kinds of capacities. But, but towards the end there, my, my time in public practice, I, I was a turnaround consultant, actually. Um, I helped uh, numerous clients turn around failing businesses. Or if we did, couldn't turn them around, we would uh, end up you know, helping them dissolve uh, and a lot of times it was just restructuring debt, things like that. So did that, and 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 when the economy started improving a little bit more, there was more transactions going on. So I switched gears a little bit and started doing more on the transaction advisory side, uh, helping clients in in the in buy side due diligence. Um, I was I was recruited out of public practice by by a really large client and became their CFO to help fulfill their, their turnaround plan. And uh, it's, it's the plan that I actually helped them construct. Um, you know, and, and, and during that time, we bought and sold multiple businesses. So I've got a lot of experience doing that from, from that capacity as well. Um, it was a different speed, though, actually doing it for my own business as opposed to doing it for clients. So I, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, during that time, we, we grew the EBITDA of that company 560% and we doubled revenue in less than six years. Um, and, and that company just recently sold. And so now I'm working towards uh, coaching up an army of qualified small business buyers. And uh, I've actually even built a, a solid team of guys that I'm going to work with to, to raise capital and purchase businesses in about the $1 million to $10 million in revenue range. So that's, a, that's just my little background there how I became a business miner. 
That's great. There's a lot of a lot of businesses that are coming up for sale. Obviously, a lot of baby boomers out there, and uh, yep. a lot of them are in a place where that that I talk to, they're in a place and saying, I just don't know if I can if I can get what I think what I need to get for it right now. I need to drive that EBITDA up. I need to drive those those right. uh, revenues and profits up. What are some of the the key things that you can tell our listeners about about you know the situations you find a lot of people in that where they're they're maybe holding themselves back and maybe some things that that you find that you oh, can yeah. help them do. Yeah, I mean prime example. So, you know, I've I put in multiple offers on businesses recently and uh actually went to the guy's office to talk to him, uh, me and, and a guy that I partner with who has a ton of, of M&A experience as well. But we went up there and um, talked to him, and his books and records were horrible. He lived out of the business. Uh, he didn't report all of his earnings and expected us to pay based on what he actually made in the business, which we'd love to do, but we have no way to really verify that. You know, it was, a lot of it was cash. It never went to the bank bank accounts that didn't hit his P&L. It, it wasn't on his tax return. Uh, so I, I know there's a lot of a lot of people that live out of their businesses, and I get that. But, um, you know, I'd say limit limit the amount of, of – for at least three years, you need to have solid, solid books and records uh, to, if you want to get a, a fair valuation. Yeah, because you're you're telling somebody, hey, trust me, this is a great business, and and the uh, of course the buyer's saying, well, show me, or uh, why should I trust you? I mean, you're trying to get the you're trying to get a a large valuation out of this business. But a lot of owners, you know, of course they they try to do things, and maybe you know they go to their CPA like you to kill their taxes as much as possible at the end of each year, and so right. when it comes time to that's why you know, you always say, yeah, you need that. You need three years to get your business ready for sale. It's a great business for you. It's a little money machine, but to a buyer, they they've got you know you've got competition. You've got other people uh, that are selling their businesses too. So you're not the only one in the in the bidding room. So you need to stand out right. and look great to a to a buyer, right? Absolutely. And and when when we go and look at a business, we know we look at the industry. We do some research. There's typically some sort of multiple of EBITDA or seller's discretionary earnings, and, right. and we want to we want to offer a fair for that, and and that's how 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 I coach uh, my students. Like we we want we can go in and and offer a fair price, but the the so that you got a, a pretty constant multiple. The only other thing that that's really going to change is that that net income EBITDA number. And if you don't report all your earnings, you're really messing yourself over. Right, right. But that means paying taxes. So a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I don't want to pay tax. Well, you can't have it both ways a lot of the time. So one of the that's things right. that you're doing that's really cool is you're helping business sellers through your podcast and coaching program. Tell us about, about those uh, uh, offerings. Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, I, you know, I was a CFO of this really large uh, company, and um, we we ended up selling. So I, I'm no longer doing that, and I'm focusing full-time on coaching people. Uh, I have uh, two guys that I'm working with right now, so it's relatively new. I have a lot of experience in it, but my actual coaching program out on my own is relatively new. Uh, so I've got a couple guys I'm working with right now, and my podcast will release. I've already recorded a bunch of episodes, but I have not released it yet. That will be releasing probably beginning of 2021. Uh, January 2021, and uh, I'm going to interview people 
who have actually uh, bought businesses. Uh, I'm 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 also interviewing great uh, turnaround advisors, M&A tax guys, M&A attorneys, uh, and and a, and a lot of these. I'd say majority of these guys that that I'm interviewing that are in those kind of roles right now have actually bought businesses themselves. I mean, the M&A attorney that, that I'm interviewing, he's he's one of the guys that's uh, he's going to be on our team of guys that that I put together uh, to go out and 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 buy our own businesses. But uh, he. Uh, he's bought several companies. So he's got not only experience with, with helping clients, but also in his own business acquisitions. So uh, the team that I'm pulling together, it's going to be a phenomenal team. And they're also going to help out on the coaching program side. So I'm going to bring, I'll be bringing in people that are much smarter than I am to help with certain specific things. So the, the goal of the coaching program is to get people in and, we're going to help them find deals. How do you find these deals? And then how do you fund them? And believe it or not, Bill, you can actually buy a business with little to no money out of your own pocket. Um, and so, you know, there's, so with an element of seller, uh, seller uh, financing. Gary Beck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. we're going to help yeah. them walk them through, through the closing process because you've got your preliminary due diligence and then you've got your confirmatory due diligence. So someone that goes into our coaching program should expect to come out with having multiple offers made on businesses and hopefully getting really close towards um, pulling the trigger on on buying a business. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna help with helping people find uh, funding for their for their business. So we're gonna go the extra mile with people. And then after they they complete that coaching program, they will have the um, they will have the opportunity to to enter into a mastermind group to get okay now we've we've bought a business now what what are we going to do next so kind of coach them through you got a business now how do you make that business thrive that's great you're helping both sides of the party a lot of these business owners of course it's it's going to be their maybe their first and only time selling a business where if they can listen to people who have bought or sold many businesses, they can learn from their mistakes. That's always very valuable. Are you yourself Absolutely. looking to purchase businesses in this endeavor? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and through the coaching program, we might find a candidate that we feel like would be a good fit for us to work with, and we might actually help fund that candidate's business acquisition, and we would come in with an equity stake into that business. Or uh, if there's you know any of your listeners that are looking to sell, about ready to sell, we we would certainly love the opportunities. We're looking for businesses in the million to ten million in revenue range, and I really don't care about what industry. Um, we we like to look at everything. Uh, that one to ten million is is important because once you get over ten million in revenue, uh, you know you start getting the 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 big dogs start looking <laughs> looking at it, and, right, and they right. they'll, they'll price True. you out. So I, that's why. We, and, and then the million is important because there's a lot of hurdles that you have to overcome to get to a million. And, and uh, the research shows that I think it was Vern Harnish uh, with scaling up. He had mentioned that uh, only 4% of businesses ever make it to over a million in revenue. Uh, so, so that's, that's, I like that million to 10 million sweet spot. Yeah. You can find a lot of uh, potential gems there and maybe uh, even, um, 
merge a couple businesses together and make a bigger business and sell yeah. it yourself. That's a great idea. So uh, what are you looking for management-wise? I mean, a lot of those smaller businesses have an owner that wears many hats. So are you looking for any particular sure. management structure, key people, that type of thing in, in those kind of deals? Obviously, it's a much better deal if there's good management in place, and we do prefer that. But part of the, co- the vision on the coaching program is – have a we might get a guy or a gal in that that wants to buy a business maybe they don't know what they want and we find a really good opportunity and they want they're they're okay being an owner manager and and we could put them in that management spot and and coach them through uh running that business so the the group of guys i've assembled will act as like a board of directors in a way um we'll also be in charge of raising money on the back end from from limited partners to invest in these these bigger deals so there's a lot of different opportunities a lot of different ways we can look at it so we're not picky i just say the one to ten million in revenue is important but outside of that i mean and then we would probably look at some less than a million because we'll we'll have students that'll want those kind of opportunities okay so um well, you know, what advice would you provide to business owners looking to exit their business, say, in the next uh, three to ten years, which is a lot of our audience, by the way? Next three to ten years. Well, if you don't have a really good CPA, get one. Make sure your books and records are clean. Um, if you can afford an audit, I think an audit would be a good thing. Just make sure your 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 books are in great shape because – when you get into the due diligence side, especially on the confirmatory side, and you're, you're sitting there and, and you've got a, an advisor in there sifting through your records and things don't start adding up, it, you, you, the buyer starts losing confidence. Uh, the price, you know, might have to be adjusted to, to get some of that confidence back. So, so, so that's one thing. Another thing is I've seen a lot of deals killed by attorneys. There's a lot of good attorneys out there, don't get me wrong, but – my advice is down with the, the, the seller and the, the buyer and the seller need to sit down and they need to have a discussion. What's important to, to, to each party, try to get it on, on paper. Uh, on, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've actually got a free letter of intent uh, template out there for your listeners if they want it um, on the businessminer.com forward slash exit. And um, we'll, we'll, um, that out there and there's also a, a link for a, a schedule a free 30-minute consultation so if somebody's looking to sell you know business they can schedule a call with us to discuss that as well um let, let me backtrack anyway, a second yeah, the, the... Well, well let me backtrack a second and then we'll come back to that one of the things you said was make sure you have a good cpa how do i know if i have a good cpa philip oh that's a good question um well, a good CPA should contact with you throughout the year. Uh, they should almost act as if they owned your business. They should have your best interest in heart at heart. Um, they're usually not very cheap, <laughs> so that's the you know the downside. But you know, a good the the, the tax the tax guy we used at the company I just left, uh, he saved us thousands and thousands of dollars over and above what we paid for his services. So a good, a good CPA is going to save you money and, and have your best interest at heart. Um, I think people typically can tell if they've got a good one. 
that's that's what I I would think. But um, yeah, and one, then one thing I found. One thing I found is that CPAs aren't mind readers, so they don't know. You know, if if you're getting serious about wanting to exit your business in the next few years, you need to oh, tell yeah. them, right? Because <laughs> they, they, that might have, change how they do things quite a bit. Yeah. Absolutely, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in public practice, uh, hearing a partner down the hall, but jolly, I can't believe they didn't tell me they were selling or they were getting ready to buy a business. Like you. If, if you were thinking about buying or selling a business, you 100% need to go talk to your advisor today, your CPA, and, and let them know because there's all kinds of tax considerations and, and just you'd be better off getting getting ahead of that. So I, I agree with that. And then, and then to my second point, I, I also wanted to add that when once you've got everything in, in place with agreement on terms and everything, then look at attorney involved towards the end. After everything's been hashed out, you've sat down, you've had a conversation with the other person. Too many acquisitions are cold. They're cold. You've got – and it's geared the – way, the way – for the most part in this small business space in, in our country, the way it's geared, you'll have a – a lot of times there's a broker involved, and they're listing the, the, the business for sale, and uh, maybe they have an attorney. Then you've got a buyer, right, who may not be – and may not be able to afford, you know, buying uh, services from from a buy side advisor or having mm-hmm. an attorney to help them. So a lot of times, the the buyers left with working with the seller's broker, and the seller's broker has the buyer's best interest. I mean, the seller's best interest at heart, right? And right. And the, so is the attorney. So everything's geared more towards the seller, and the buyer is over here left kind of on an island. And, and left to feel process, and, and, and they get a lot of cold feet. The, uh, the, the research shows that 70 to 80% of businesses that, that, are, that try to sell ultimately never close. They just fall flat. Yeah, no succession I've heard plan that. In place. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's no succession plan. There, there's nobody that wants or can or has the ability to buy the business. And uh, I, I, was, I was in the middle of negotiations with this guy, to buy uh, his business, about a $1.3 million in revenue business. And um, he just it was hard to deal with, really hard. He, 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 he's just – so that's another thing. Just don't be hard to – if you're trying to sell a business, don't be hard to deal with because it, it, it makes it, – I, I felt like he was hiding stuff. I felt like he the, – the business wasn't – the value wasn't as high as he said it was because I just didn't feel right about it. So I ended up not closing on that deal, so – uh, yeah, well, I, it, those it, are it probably depends things. on who the who the the buyer conversation where that starts because a lot of people get phone calls, right? I'll buy. I want to buy your business, yep. and if they start down the road, they're nervous that somebody's just trying to figure out what I do so they can steal it from me, and and that's where you know that as you say that the first discussions you can you can make it or break it in those first discussions. Yep. So uh, we got we got like a minute left. Uh, give us another one last sure. tip on that when uh, you say when. Uh, you, you first get into a conversation, try to hash out those high-level letter of intent details, and then get yes. everybody on the same page before getting an attorney involved. Then what happens real quick? Yes. Well, once the attorney gets involved, really he should be able to take that LOI and draft a document that any kind of situation, people want to work with other people they like. So having those two parties come together, get comfortable with each other, like each other, you know, the, the, 
me as a buyer, I have to make the seller comfortable that I'm going to take his baby that he's grown for years and I'm going to take care of it and I'm going to take care of his people and I'm not going to let his business die. So, so, so that's my responsibility. I think the seller responsibility, they, they need to be easy to work with, um, you know, share their record, you know, and, and, uh, be, be truthful, forthcoming and, and not get an attorney involved till, till towards the, the very, and when when both parties have agreed, that, that I think that's a big deal because I've seen a lot of a lot of deals killed um, by the, yeah. everything being so cold. Yeah, it takes emails, a lot. It's, emails bounce. T- you're, you're you're negotiating with a computer at that point. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of work to sell your business, so you, you better be ready for sale when the opportunity comes right. along. And that's where Philip Arthur's the business miner comes comes in and uh, listen to the business miner. That's M I N E R podcast. Uh, and Philip, how how else can they uh, get in touch with you? What's the website? Yeah, the website is thebusinessminer.com. Um, there will be a, a page on our website, thebusinessminer.com forward slash exit, uh, where our this this show will be hosted um, on my website. And uh, there'll be some freebies out there for your listeners. And uh, anything I can do to help, I'm glad to help. I, I like to be a go-giver and uh, Anything I can do to help would be my pleasure. Sure, happy to meet you. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure. I hope you'll come back uh, again. We have a lot more to discuss, Philip. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bill. It was a pleasure. Have a pleasant day. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 